A sneaky comer did a poopo on my head. Wowee, Jim Henson, tickle my guys. Podcast is going to open on that with no context. You're listening to Podhaven. He's got brown hair. Mm-hmm. He was the main one. All right. Um, there was the one he he wore white and he had a yin and yang on on his forehead, and he had tiger stripes for some reason. I don't know why, but he also played the Beyblades. Okay. Uh, there was the woman one, what had two orbs in her head. Hmm. I don't remember any other Beyblade things. Well, that's characters. that's all the Beyblade information you have. Uh, that's all the characters I can remember. All the I can characters remember. I can remember. Okay. In in Beaterman, Beaterman was a, there was one. Uh, I remember there was the the guy who had um, red hair and anime goggles, and there was a big fat cat that was like his dad. Uh, and one of the people in it had a beater man called Cobalt Blade, and I don't remember anything else about it. Okay, well, I'll have someone verify all of this information. Uh, uh, and yeah. then we will get back to you. I, I thank you very much for, uh, you know, for cooperating with the investigation. It's very Welcome important. To the Andy ha- <laughs> Welcome to the Andy Hayden podcast. With me, your host, who's very serious about video games, Elodie Cunningham. Hi, and I'm joined by... I'm Josh Rivers. And I'm George Johnson. They did it! We did it! Hey! Everyone applaud! Everyone applaud! We did the thing! Yeah! Alright, it wasn't that impressive. So, Benkachera fucking a VR headset, right? Let's talk about that, please. Benkachera fucking a VR headset? So, Benkachera, he's a big fan of VR. Yeah. yeah, he writes for Polygon. He's he's literally a true. Polygon. He's literally he he is he is. A we can prove it. David Cage once referred to him as emotions. Ring it's ring. It's true. Oh and no. Ring ring. Oh, oh fuck. Click. Ring, George, ring. Hello. You know... Hello, it's me, David Cage. Click. Okay, I hung up the phone on him. Um. Davy boy, could you just ring, come ring. for us? Oh, for... Ring ring. I... Could you pick that up? I need I need ring, David Cage to okay, confirm click. something for us. Hello, it is me again, David Cage. You uh, put David. the phone down on me. That's very rude. David, could before before we crack on with the podcast, could you just confirm something for me? Okay, Josh, my love. Is Ben Kachera emotions? Oh yes, his emotions is a polygon. Oh, he's so many emotions in his spikes and flat planes. All right, so Ben Kachera oh, literally is a polygon. With right, hang up the phone, George. Hang up the fucking phone. That was weird, right? Because um, I hung up, I hung up the phone, but I could still hear David Cage breathing, which is a little bit spooky, isn't it? Well, there's there's just a little bit of residual David Cage in the air. Yeah, it just tends that, to that happen, does happen when you sometimes with when he speaks. It's sort of like it's sort of like when um when a drunk man vomits everywhere and he leaves a part of himself. Uh, that's what David Cage does when he talks to you. Wait, can uh, you he hear vomits... that? Well, David what? Cage just naturally no, I, echoes. I, I can hear something. I'm David Cage. Did you hear that? Whisper I, on the wind. Yes. Okay. So David Cage. I think he's. I think he. I think he's followed you through the phone line. His soul has just gathered. He can do that. He's like the thing from Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. So, um, so Ben Kachera is. He's. He likes the. Uh, he's a. Oh, we going back to that, yeah. are we? And yeah. um, Ben Kachera really likes VR. Really likes it. It's nice. Mm. He thinks it's fantastic. He thinks it's the future. Um, and my response is, well, if you love... V- why don't you fuck it? Why don't you just get a 
a, a PlayStation VR or a HTC Vive or an Oculus Rift because put your money well, where your brand, mouth is. Brand variation. Wait. Put um, don't not less put your money where your mouth is. More put your cock where your VR headset is, which um, is in and it. Then fuck it. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. But I do, um, and I want to interrupt by saying that all of us are like obviously like top big names in the video games industry. Everyone knows about us. Oh, yeah. I mean, D- um, David Cage fucking proposed to me. Yeah, but the thing is that we might want to... We might still want to... Even though it's... We might... Even though it's just a little site compared to us, uh, we might still want to get on Polygon someday. That's true. Yeah, I still want to... Do we, do we know if Venkachera has a sense of humour... Because I don't want to piss him off by saying that he's uh, fucking a VR headset if he doesn't, like, find it funny. Yeah, I mean, everything that we've just said is literally true, but I'm also concerned that we might offend him by saying it. George, can you can you um Google for me whether Bengachera has a sense of humour? Yeah, sure. Um, does Bengachera have a sense of humour? Um, hang on, I'm just checking out a source. Alright. How did we get onto this from Beyblades? I'll get on a Beyblade in a minute. You can cut that bit out, it wasn't very funny. (laughs) I mean, if that's the standard we're going by, then, you know, it's going to be quarter of an hour. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. So he's fucking a VR headset. Yeah, literally his, doing it. He's getting his, his dick his is literally getting his right erect, up. Inside. He's getting his erect, um, average length penis. So I don't make any incorrect claims. Um, right up in that. You don't, you don't know. I mean, it could still could be incorrect still be that it's average length. You could just say. You could. You could have just said his am- penis. Yeah, you didn't have to say average length, because that's still a specific length. That doesn't mean it could be anything. That means it's around six inches. <laughs> His penis of a nondescript length. Um, right, call right David up. Cage. Ask if, his, ask if Ben Kachera's penis okay. is of average length. Beep. Hello. Hello, Hello David, David Cage. Cage. Um, uh, sorry we, to bother you again. Yeah, we, uh, we I think I left question. a bit of my soul in your house, George. Yeah, that's for fine. a little um, bit. I'm sorry, I've collected it back yeah. now. That's that, thank you, I appreciate that. Um, so, Ben Cachero. Yes, he's a polygon, very emotional. How big is his penis? Okay, so you know, you know Lara Croft, yes, she's a polygon. You know Lara Croft. We're yes. aware. You know, you know her breasts in the early games and Devikage. Yeah. Are you saying that Benkajero's penis is a pointy cone? Yes. Devikage. I'm now starting to wonder whether we went a little bit too far with this. What are you talking about? I'm still here. I'm Devikage. You're, you are excused for the evening, David Cage. I don't think we should... I don't know how to put the phone down myself, I'm David Cage. Oh, for God's sake. George, just... I already did it. That was, that I don't was, care that, anymore. I, I, already, I already put the phone down. That was just more residual, David Cage. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's actually having full, coherent conversations now. After being disconnected. That's... I, think he's, I think he's dissipated now. I think we're good. Yeah. The house is clean. Was so any of that usable? Venkachera, uh, ben... he's written an article that we actually wanted to talk about as a serious bit of journalism. <laughs> yeah. That's why um, we were talking about Venkachera. It is important, yeah. right, it's important for me to note here, I have utmost respect for Venkachera, he's a very good journalist, does some good work, and we're going to he... talk about some of their work now. All of that he... was a little bit of a comedy. He also because... does. He does also have a pointy cone for a penis. No, he doesn't. 
How do no, you know? No, he doesn't because if we say that, we risk a professional working relationship with Ben Kachera in the future. Look, all I'm going to say, if you refuse to work with someone because they said on a podcast once that your penis is a big pointy cone much like Lara Croft's breasts in the early games, at that point you're giving up on life. It's a very good point, actually. To be honest, though, we didn't say it. No, David Cage said it. Yeah. Should be angry at David Cage. Well, actually, I said it and then David Cage confirmed it, so we're no, still you in didn't the say... shit. No, you didn't say that. Only David Cage actually said that it was a... No, you just asked. You just asked no, the question, I said, George. I said the phrase, so what you're saying is Ben Kachera has... Yeah, no, you were, you were just confirming what David Cage yeah, had you said. You were just confirming what David Cage had already told you. I know, but fine. I did say it. Yeah, but the the buck doesn't stop with you, is what I'm saying. If, if anything, okay. it's David Cage's fault for misleading you. That's yeah, fine, it's like And when a formal apology an should article, suffice. They're like... They're writing an article, and they're like, Richard Spencer said this, like, frogs are all Nazis, and he's one of them. Uh, that doesn't mean that they are also a frog who's a Nazi, because they wrote an article about it. You just repeated some information you heard. Don't shoot the messenger, as they say, unless the yeah. messenger is a frog or a Nazi. Yes. Actually, okay. not if it's a frog. Unless the frog's a Nazi. Yeah. So, uh, so Ben Kachera wrote an article for Polygon about um, the recent updates to the Steam gifting service, and frankly, I'm surprised that some of these things weren't already things that were part of it, because it seems just so intuitive. Welcome to Steam. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The first thing, let me just load There's the article back up. You carry on, I've got to deal with okay. this moth. Okay. Um, there's a new thing where you can now, um, buy a gift in advance, and then, uh, have it delivered on time for, like, an event, so you can buy a game at a sale early, and then it'll get to your friend on their birthday. Which I think is really, yeah. really cool. Um, and the next thing is that, um... If recipients decline games or already own them, it'll automatically be returned and refunded by Steam, which... Strikes me would... as something you'd expect to be there from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's one I find less cool and more... Um, I'm irritated that that wasn't an aspect of the Steam gifting system to begin with, yeah. should It should have been there from the very start. The fact that you can buy a game to gift to someone and, prior to this, not get a refund if Mm. I mean, the fact that yeah, that wasn't one of the a, first things toss, that we really. thought of is kind of worrying. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the the third thing that they've changed is that now if there is a substantial difference in price between regions, you can't gift between those regions. Which um, does sort places like G2A from selling off cheap Russian keys. Mm. But it also, and this is the reason I looked at this article in the first place is because um, the headline is Steam gifting gets major changes that hurt resellers, comma, Australians. Which I liked very much, and then I found sort of out. strange that to read out of context, and I, I thought it was a quote yeah, from just... the Australians. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but then I got sad because I found out it's actually that usually uh, they just. They get keys imported and such, get gifts bought for them elsewhere because everything is hideously overpriced on their version of Steam. Yeah. And the thing that, I mean, this is good in terms of stopping shitty um, scalpers. Yeah. But... It's inadvertently the... hurt the Australians. Well, it's inadvertently hurt the Australians, and it seems very odd that they don't just price everything... Like, as equivalent as possible at this point. I think it's got something to do with the Australian government. I think they've got a word in it. Yeah. The last, the last I heard, they had a real hate on for the very concept of video games. Like, Australia's quite infamous for, like, banning certain games with more mature content that would, like, just 
be rated an 18 or such and such in other countries and released. Like they're, they're quite hardline with that stuff. That still doesn't especially explain, though, why things like um, a game can be like $49.99 in America and £49.99 in the UK, when those are definitely it's not be- the same price. Well, I mean, give it a it's week. because um, retail's a shit. Yeah. It's just... Um, top-notch economy joke just flew entirely under the radar. <laughs> it's just... the one intelligent thing I've said on this show. <laughs> Thanks, I get. <laughs> I just don't understand why Steam, since they're an online retailer, can't just... Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand exactly why they have to be complicit in this, but I'm not an economist. (laughs) End of the day, I don't know (laughs) the money uh, as well as perhaps I would like. I'd like it's definitely it's definitely something worth looking into. I'd like because it seems to me because in this capitalist society, without knowing the money, you're screwed. Well, I mean, the, if the bankers, the bonuses, the bankers, the bonuses. It's disgusting. Right? Yes. Net profits. <laughs> Buttery biscuit base. <laughs> I mean, that's not a financial term. <laughs> oh, I but, thought, okay. I, so, for a moment, I thought we were going to do a comedy bit where we just say financial terms, but I no. Think I mean, of I think it's a bit so of a stretch calling it a comedy bit. Alright, what's next on the, uh, the docket? For the record, I want everyone to know at this point the moth has now been dealt with. You didn't kill it, did you? Nah. You, you what? caught it and let it out safe. Yeah! You killed the moth, didn't you? Yes. Oh my god! You monster! Look, the house is full of spiders, alright? It it didn't have long anyway. <laughs> spiders. Spiders, spiders, spiders. Do we want to talk about the thing now? <laughs> yes. talk, about, talk about the game, please. So... Pray for the gods. Um, originally spelled P-R-E-Y for the gods. Um, they had to change the name to P-R-A-E-Y for the gods because Zenimax filed a, law- a trademark lawsuit against them for using the word pray in the name of their game. I love it when we can't use it's generic a, words. It's another of one of those lawsuits, everyone. Yeah. It's cyberpunk all mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's not even cyberpunk all over again. It's um, um, another yet another um, trademark thick um, debacle coming from Zenimax. Yeah. Not only because in 2012 um, they settled with Mojang because they were making the game Scrolls, oh, uh, yeah. which is in the game Elder Scrolls, um, and in 2015. Um, there was a fan project uh, called Fortress Fallout um, and Zenimax threw a legal threat at them for using the word Fallout because all of these words that they didn't make up are obviously their intellectual property now yeah I seem, I seem to remember they invented the word prey yeah. mm. Jesus it's like when um Christ. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like when King started um, suing people for using the word candy. Yeah. <laughs> and Saga, Banner Saga. Yeah. Um, like I'm fully, I'm fully on uh, the Pray for the Gods team side here, except for one thing. Hmm. Fuck, kind of. Why would you rename it Pray? Surely you would just change the E to an A, because that's an actual word. Yeah, it just seems very Um, Let me Let me just... Hang on. (laughs) Okay. I suppose they were concerned that it would seem, like, too generic. Yeah, I guess it's meant to be a pun. Yeah, and a a sort of 
prey on words, if you will. Prey on my fucking... Fuck. Carry on. Yes. <sighs> um, but yeah. Um, the most recent update came from um, Vice President of Bethesda Softworks, Pete Hines. Um, he also makes um, beans. He spoke to Polygon um, and said that um, apparently the company doesn't have much of a choice in opposing um, the trademark request. Seems like very much the situation it was with scrolls. Just yeah. Copyright law being fucked. Apparently apparently somebody using a a word um infringes on their trademark rights, which either means they're paranoid or trademark law is fucked. Which it, let's be honest, it's probably at this point a I get the feeling like it's, it's literally part of the law. There's some sort of loophole that would mean if someone actually violated on their like uh, trademarks they would not be able to uphold that in court if they didn't uphold this. Which yeah. seems to, it, yeah. it, like it seems to have been the story with most of these. Apart from the one with Candy, that did just that did just seem to be a dick move. Yeah. But Yeah. I mean it's one it's it's but another yeah. one of those stories at this point. Like it's as disgusting as it was the first time and it it'll be as disgusting the next time I hear it. But it's Because it will happen again. It's, it's just so difficult for me to get like properly angry at this point. It's just so, a, it's a so, cold rage. So wait, I can't release my game Rice Game. I mean this right? does is, this does is... throw a spanner in the works for my whole uh, Candy Scrolls project I was working on. Yeah. No, I, I, but now you definitely can't release it because uh, I, I remember you mentioning that you decided to change the name to um, to to Candy Scrolls. Prey, Prey on the Candy Scrolls. Um, Prey on the brackets Candy Scrolls. Fallout. Well, well, well. Brackets fuck. Fallout. Brackets Cyberpunk. Close brackets. Close brackets. <laughs> yes. Just yes. Good, good grammar. I think that I think that's our episode title, though, at least. What close brackets? No, close the, brackets. The whole... Just two close brackets. <laughs> Just, okay, it's either that whole thing, the um, prey on the stuff within the close brackets. Prey on the, the stuff with the thing brackets. Yeah, or or it's just just two close brackets. Just the words, mm. just two close brackets. I like that, to be honest. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm going with that. I'm a little bit concerned. Alright. Right now, because we have... Technically, we've talked about two topics thus far on the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like we've covered anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't think much actually happened this week. There's like it's yeah. There's not been a lot of well, well. I mean, there's been some quite significant stuff. It's just nothing is not pertinent to games, unfortunately. Just pertinent to you know people who enjoy being alive <laughs> and people who don't. To be honest, it kind yeah. of is <laughs> people who are on the fence. <laughs> um, oh, now I'm just thinking about the world. This was a terrible idea. Thanks. You don't guess. <laughs> what? I, th I think we can even all are you. I think we. Uh, sorry. It's... Um, I was just um dying. It's just very revealing on how Steam puts up a veneer of being a thing that it works, mm. but. Actually, when you find out about updates, it's done. Every single time you're like, wait, yeah. what? That wasn't a, th a thing? You didn't already do that? They're fixing things that shouldn't have yeah, been it... broken, even in the most... <laughs> it's like yeah. the veil suddenly lifted from your eyes and you realise you just stood on this rickety old rope ladder above a river full of sharks. It's like, 
It's it's like a, it's like the construction manager of a skyscraper doing a big old press event and going, "Hey guys, proud to announce that we added the structural supports to this building. That means it's not going to fall over." Yeah, we added this structural support to this building that's been around since two three years after no, for three years for it's... three years. This could have just whoop at any time, but now, hey, it's been out since two thousand and five, so it's like. At least one year old. <laughs> yeah, it's at least one year old. Maybe two, maybe twelve, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> we may have yeah. forgotten the structural supports for this entire time, but now they're here. But don't worry, they're here now. You're welcome. And they may they may slightly fix the problem, but at the same time, that problem is part of just an underlying issue with the entire thing. Yeah. In the case of um, the thing with the um, stopping people from sending gifts from very different price regions, yeah. that's more I mean, of an like issue the... with the fact that regions have very different prices, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of something like you would expect Steam to take it into consideration, but ultimately it's not really something they can do anything, well, anything they could do much about. So I could sort of. Do, do we it's know unfortunate, that, but like, of all. Well, again, I'm not an economist. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> it feels like something that an individual storefront wouldn't be able to, because cause, I mean they're they're they don't set the prices. They're a storefront. Yeah, I know. Like, more or less, like it, it strikes mm. me that these prices would be very much something that was sort of someone else enforces rather than like. They tell them what they can sell these for. Like, I, don't, I don't know that an individual storefront would necessarily have that much. That like that maybe there'd be a tiny bit of wiggle room, but other than that, the, so I... like out of all the, out of all the, sort of shitty things that Steam has done directly or indirectly, this is the one where I kind of, I would sympathise with them more on this issue than perhaps no, others. I I can sympathise. It's just it's quite telling of the fact that most of the the things they fix are either things that shouldn't have been an issue in the first place, or they aren't really fixes. Yeah. So much as they are attempting to clean a turd, polish a turd, that's the thing. That's the expression, yeah. Yeah, yeah like um like with last week with the um the Steam Direct thing. Yeah. Where it's just kind of pushing stuff that shit under the rug rather than actually cleaning it up at all. Yeah. It's not really going to stop anyone. Like, no. I mean, as I said last time, they'll they'll put in the effort, and we and like lest we forget, we don't actually know what form these extra measures take. We don't know what the paperwork is. Like, it, it'll be interesting to actually get a look at that and see what that involves. Because yeah. I don't know that they'd want to make it that much more complicated just from an accessibility standpoint. I mean, that's just, that's essentially the issue. They've got to keep the whole platform accessible to like smaller indie developers, like one or two person studios who aren't going to necessarily have the significant amount of resources to be doing all of this uh, paperwork and setting these things up. But that's also going to inevitably open the door to dicks, yeah. essentially. Yep. And I don't know that you can... It's I don't really that... hire some fucking moderators. I was about to say, yeah, there's quality just not another solution would have been around the actual here. solution that they needed here. There's not a there's not another solution around that. I'm I'm sorry, you're going to have to hire people to actually go in and moderate this stuff. Yeah, because because like... I think the com like you can get community members moderating the stuff, and that'll work for a time until they all get bored or disillusioned with the fact that it's not really having as much of an effect as they would like, as it inevitably won't, because this isn't an actual solution to the fucking problem. Well, the thing, the thing with Greenlight would have been that it might have worked if it had been that community could vote for stuff that they'd want to buy, and then moderators would look and see if it was an actual thing that should yeah. be being sold on the storefront. Like, it wouldn't take all that much moderation to do this. Yeah, if the storefront had actual standards that it enforced. Yeah, like they could. What they could do in this case is that so when something gets through the green light process, they have 
playtesters go in and check that it's a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not, you know, a brick. Yeah. I mean, some of the fucking stuff you can get on Steam is probably just a polygon of a brick just sat there, and it's like, haha, this is the funny brick oh, yeah, simulator. Brick Simulator 2016 was a breakout here. It's funny because you can't do anything, you just look at a brick and it's rendered like in a That's video game. The satire. That's the satire. What's it satirizing? <laughs> Who <Bricks>. knows? <laughs> it's a damning indictment of bricks and their standards <laughs> and practices. I think we actually we got more out of the news than we thought we would. Yeah. Um so Yeah, we did alright. Josh, I think it's time for that part of the show. Time for that part oh that part of the show. Yeah. That oh part fuck. Of the show. What are we gonna do? It's too much. I think it's time for I'm not for... very good at hyping it up. Josh's deep thoughts. Oh Josh's, Josh's deep, deep thoughts. Within the flesh. Right. So, as we know, I have deep thoughts on these podcasts. We do. Very, very deep from inside my mind for the benefit of humanity and the world. You said this one you've had prepared for months, so. You know, it's a months old. This is a months old idea, right? It's been in sort of the beta stage for, for that period of time, and I'm finally ready to share this with the world, I feel. So, with that in mind, Clown City It's a city of clowns It's on the rooftops Every night, please Every night, please was my favourite yeah. bit what I also like that, that my so... cats decided to eat very loudly near my microphone Yeah, cat Um, But yeah, that's right, good Clown City City of okay. Clowns. City of Clowns on the, on the rooftops, rooftops every, every night. night. Please. Please. <laughs> By all means. Um, I've often been. Now, is that. is that, Sorry, is that please as an apology or please as in the the adject. the the, 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 the act of please? I've never heard please used as an apology. For. Oh. I don't understand the question. Clown no. City. Clown City. I often... City of Clowns on the rooftops. Definitely every time. <laughs> every I've, night, I've often please. I've often found myself walking around well, cities I suppose, any populated area with buildings yeah, and all that fa- faces, shite. Faces past. Um, faces past. <laughs> faces past. Something something. And I'm homebound. Diddle diddle diddle. I forgot the middle bit. I don't know what any of that was, but uh, thank you. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like you're hijacking my segment just so you can sing show tunes. Do you not know that song? Evidently not. What the fuck? All right, George, you know it, right? No. What the fuck? Haha. <laughs> Shoe is very much on the other dick. Now, fucko. <laughs> okay, well, Clown City, City of Clowns on the rooftops. On the rooftops every night, forever, please. every single time, you fucking animal. Right. I agree. So I'll, but... I'll, be, I'll be walking around on these walks. And, and occasionally I'll just look up and I'll think to myself, you know what this is missing? A second city above our own, populated entirely by clowns. But only at night. I can understand the police no, now. No, sometimes during the day. <laughs> you're begging for this to happen. I really want that's it to happen. What... Like, I will, well, you know, that's it's the there during is. the day as well. Okay. It's going to have to be just to, just due to the impracticality of like taking it down and setting it up every morning. I was imagining like a magical clown city that only oh. appeared at night. But what you, I you mean... think I'm going to magically create a clown city that exists above our own cities, populated entirely by clowns? What have you been smoking? The drugs. <laughs> anyway, I've been smoking my tears. All right. So yeah, I just you know just for something to look at. Really, that, that's all I want. Because where I beings. live is not these clowns. 
Because where I live is just... It's direly boring, Elodie. There's nothing to do. It's the only reason I spend so much time walking around. There's literally nothing else. You just spend just every want... day, you're just wandering around the streets just, trying to find I something. Wan- I just wander the streets looking at the sky thinking, Someday. Just for a doing long time, it, doing long time it to you do it because my my legs need to be used or they'll fall off and turn blue. <laughs> after falling off. Yeah, afterwards. Quite a long time afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but Although I say that sometimes within minutes. For for a <laughs> for a long time. You were just walking around looking up and thinking, oh, there's something not Yeah, sometimes here. Something I was just, missing. there's something wrong about this view, this vista before me, these, then, these sights. And then, and then took, it hit me, where are the fucking clowns? It hit you, clown city. On top, on top of the buildings. On top of on the this, buildings. On this sort of blight town-esque rigging. Every night, every day. Please. Yeah. Please, all the time. All the time. Thank you. I'm very Thank grateful. You. I just envisioned them like just being up there on this sort of like shanty town, blight town style, like wooden platforms and rigging and stuff. Oh, hey, speaking of blight town video games, that's true. But um, to get back to my clown point, no, we're talking about video games now. The clowns are important. It's the indie game life. section where each of us talks about an indie game, except sometimes we don't. No, no, no. I don't accept this. Yeah, you, you do. You cannot hijack <laughs> half the segment to sing a tune nobody's heard of <laughs> and then cut me off when we get to the actual clown so chatter. So indie games. I feel... Yeah. I feel uh, I have George, do you want to go first on the indie games? I am being consistently undermined, and I do not have to put up with this. I am talking to my lawyer. (laughs) So what's your indie game, George? The clowns scream sometimes. At night when you're trying to sleep. (laughs) What's your indie game, George? So, the other day, I played an indie game. Um, I'm not sure what genre it could be best described as but it's called calm down stalin okay okay um um you you launch the game you you hit play and you're met with a screen um a desk and sat behind the desk is um um soviet union dictator um joseph stalin Young or old Stalin? Sorry? Young or old Stalin? Old Stalin. Okay. So, not the attractive Stalin. Debatably. Um, So, he sat behind his desk, and the whole game is you controlling his hands to um, perform tasks in service to the state, is the way that it's described. I might, might be paraphrasing it somewhat, but this can involve um, picking up the phone to talk to um, to talk to your party officials, um, smoking your pipe to reduce your levels of stress, um, um, hovering your hand over the but- over the nuclear weapon button um, to um, prevent a, a nuclear fallout, um, um, shooting political dissidents who are off screen. Um, hitting your new lamp that that you got given to you for your desk, but the bulb keeps messing up, so you need to keep whacking it to get the lamp working again so it doesn't flash. Um, and yeah, you have to perform all of these tasks um, whilst the doomsday clock slowly clicks to midnight, um, and you need to do, do everything so that the clock doesn't keep ticking. Um, and it's really fucking funny. <laughs> It's really can silly. You fa- can you fail at the tasks? Uh, yeah, you can fail at the tasks. Um, if you don't, if you don't consistently keep up hovering your hand over the nuclear weapon button, um, the clock will keep ticking. Um, and the longer you hold your hand over the button, um, the um, the clock, uh, the, the further down in time the clock will go. 
Um, if you don't pick up the phone um, too often, then you start um, your 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 political um, officers start getting a bit aggy with you because you're not talking to them. Um, if you don't um, if you don't keep uh, whacking the lamp or smoking your pipe, um, then your stress levels go up, so your hands start getting shaky. Um, Which means you're more likely to actually hit the button by accident. Exactly, because you can actually hit the button by accident, which achieves mutually assured destruction. But yeah, um, it's really um, entertaining. And what um, are the controls like? Is um, it kind of a surgeon simulator situation? It's, in, it's entirely mouse based. Um, and yeah, it's. Um, I guess it's kind of like surgeon simulator, but um, you're controlling from the third person. Um, and yeah, it's just moving, moving you, the mouse. Do you with... have like full control over the hands when he's not stressed? Uh, yes, or... you do. Okay, so it's not like ultra difficult to get them to do the things you want them to. Like no, it's not. No. Okay. Um, and um, uh, depending on which side of the screen your mouse cursor is on, depends on which arm you're controlling, and uh, left and right mouse buttons respectively control uh, the grip in each hand. So you can still hold something to your... Um, I think that's it, actually. Uh, no, sorry, correction. Um, mm -hmm. I think there, um, there's a... Uh, I can't believe I've already forgotten the fucking controls. Um, you can switch between um, whichever hand you're using. So you can still multitask. So you can be talking to the phone whilst hovering your hand over the, the nuclear weapon button. Or you can be... Um, whacking the lamp to make it work while shooting political prisoners um it's yeah it's 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 very very funny um clearly quite tongue in cheek um very very you very also. me it's very on brand <laughs> um, uh, let me just check how much it is um because i i would recommend it it's it's a good giggle and if i remember correctly not all that expensive as well it's two seventy nine, so very cheap. Oh yeah. One friend already owns this game. Wholeheartedly recommend it then. Um did did you actually have a game, Josh, that you wanted to talk about? If you're done, George. I am done, yes. Okay. Josh? Maybe it should be Jesters. Is that your game? I'm just thinking I'm just thinking, should it be clowns or jesters we put on the roof? Okay, I'll talk about my game instead then, if you've got one. Because jesters are more interesting to look at, but I'm worried they're a bit too fancy. Because bearing in mind these are gonna these are gonna be over some of the poorer neighbourhoods as well. I don't want to gentrify them out of their houses. Gentrify them with jesters. Yeah, because you know, people go like, "Oh, look, fancy jesters, you... court jesters, and fools galore." I mean, you with could the, with the little bells on their hats. You could like, and that's good. And everybody's going to go over there. The property's going to become more valuable because of those jesters, and you know, people aren't going to be able to afford them anymore. Like, rent's going to go up. People are going to have to like move out. I'll have chased them away. I mean, they'll be they'll be grateful for it in some regards because, as I say, the jesters do scream constantly. Uh, some of them with more than one voice out of the same mouth. You, it's quite unsettling. You could scale the the clown's fanciness level by like uh, the housing prices by in each area. Yeah. So you could have like in the lower ones, you could have really gross. Shoddy clowns from very bad back alley circuses. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know that I want to encourage clown disparity. And um, and then in the like the middle class areas, just have mimes. And then in the okay, I suppose very high class ones. And then the court jesters go just... in sort of the posh districts. Yeah, it's uh, capitalism in action. I suppose. I mean, I I feel like at that point I'm part of the problem. Although they do all scream equally as much as each other. Yeah, to be honest, I think So, it's... like, from a functional standpoint, it's all equally horrifying for the people living there. Yeah. And upsetting and just generally traumatising. To the point where, to be honest, a lot of them will probably be wondering why this policy of having a second clown city above their own was ever enacted. It, it, it was enacted so that Josh would have something to look at. I've got to be honest... I've got a lot of screaming clowns that need shifting. 
and I really needed to contrive somewhere to put them that wasn't around me where I have to deal with them. Why don't you just take them to the sea? Are you near the sea? Not especially near the sea. Give them to me, I'm right near the sea. Or even give them to George, that's even closer to the sea. Can you can you can you put these clowns in the sea for me? Can I? Ju- that's not something I would ask of just anyone. Can I trust you with this task? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Right. So I've played an indie game. <laughs> okay. Rather predictably for this show. Uh, I have played Valley. Now this one's been on my list for a while. Oh, that one. I've had- I was thinking of. I was thinking of the mountain. Oh God, no! <laughs> what is that? Is that that? The one where let's be charitable and call it a screensaver. Yeah. Was it that one? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, this is the jumping men I game. Really, I I really appreciate it. Just just to continue our as of yet unbroken streak of episodes in which we talk about Jim Sterling, <laughs> I appreciated his review of Mountain, where he just closes out by saying, "I have heard of Bertolt Brecht." <laughs> I um my favorite thing was that the, me. the two hour live stream he did of the mountain. That was good. I somehow missed that. Oh, it's on it's on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, God bless him. It's, just, it's a sacrifice someone had to make. But yeah, no valley. Valley, yeah. I saw like one sort of thirty minute gameplay video of the opening of it and I pretty much immediately fell in love with it. You are um I'm not sure what the term is, like not an archaeologist. You're something else. Some sort of scientist. You're a person with robot frog legs. You're a person well no, you get you find the robot frog legs in is it South America I believe it's set in? I don't know, Some, I've, only ever, somewhere I've only seen... undiscovered in South America. Again, Jim Sterling's playthrough of it. Yeah, and you, you go there looking for the uh, what, the life seed, which is explained in the most unnatural-sounding answer machine message I have ever heard. So it's like a Five like, Nights the, at Freddy's situation. The, the opening, the opening um, exposition is just someone's left an answering machine... Message. So it is a Five Nights at that Freddy's may has well That may as well have been may as well have opened by like just the guy saying just so just to bring you up to speed, the player. <laughs> this is what this character has gone off to do. And then you and your boat crashes and you find the robot frog's legs that you have mentioned, and some sort of gauntlet apparatus that allows you to take life energy from living things. You can take energy and put it into these sort of reserves that the suit had, the leaf suit, as it's called, and you can shoot that energy into dead things to bring them back to life. Yeah, I, that's the thing that I had so, actually So, like, you, could, you can about. bring trees back to life and stuff, and this increases the sort of general health of the valley, and this is the interesting thing about it. You don't have a health gauge the environment does. That's really cool. Because every time you die in the game, the leaf suit can bring you back to life at the cost of life energy from, like, surrounding... Well, life. Uh, That's absolutely I feel like I'm going to be saying life a lot during this description. Uh, and there's some sort of weird, like, quantum multi multiverse theory explanation as to why it is. Personally I prefer the dumbed down version and there's just I was fine with it just takes life from trees and now you are not dead. To be honest. That would that uh, that'll do. See that you know but like I like it when so, um I like it when games have explanations within the game for respawn mechanics. Hmm. It's like Dark Souls with the bonfires and stuff. Yeah. And I just thought it was very interesting. Of course, the thing that grabbed my attention immediately is you run very fast because you've got ultra-powerful robot frog legs for doing a fast run, and it just feels incredibly satisfying when you get up to top speed because like, there's a real heavy feel of like the footsteps because obviously you're in these 
big fuck off robot legs and it just feels so weighty and it feels like you're moving with such force it's just so ah, it's it's so good such a good time as well as having the interesting thing where you sort of have to keep the valley around you alive on the off chance that you die at some point and need to sort of you know Collect just, from the just trees. Just kill a load of trees to make you kill a not load of be kill a load again. of trees. So you, the human story of our fucking yeah, it's lives. kind of it's kind of a metaphor for how we treat the environment world. Well, it had it has a very unsubtle, <laughs> like environmental message going for it by the end of it. Like it it is it is not at all subtle about its be nice to the environment because the tree might stop you from dying. <laughs> That's the message. Message. That's, that, the that's the message. Be nice to the trees, because, you know, one day, you know, might, the tree might need to save you. Now I remember. And, and then you're going to look like a fool. Now I remember why it's in my wish list. Because I, all I remembered when I saw it again recently is, I was like, wait, that's the, the frog leg runny fast game. I don't remember anything else about that, but now I do, now that you've explained it, and I remember it was really fucking cool. Hmm. I just... There's a hook at one point, and that, like, that's the one... There are other criticisms that I would have had about the game that were sort of less important, such as the most anticlimactic final boss. I mean, like, there's not really any bosses up to this point. There are enemies in it. Like, yeah, you just have like Amrita swarms, and you just shoot life energy into them, and then they're fine. They they just forget they were ever bothered. <laughs> and sort of the final enemy encounter is like really built up, and it sounds like it's going to be this massive, bloody, horrifying thing, and then it's just a slightly bigger Amrita swarm. Oh. So yeah, that that was that was a little bit like it's just a slightly bigger version of the enemies you've already seen up to that point. So that was a bit disappointing, but you know that's kind. To be honest, that's kind of a petty gripe to have, and it's a valid criticism. But I mean, if it's not like the the focus, the the criticism I tend the criticism I tend to focus on more is uh, you get a hook at some point in the in the um, game, so you can sort of hook jump swingy swing time over gaps oh, so it's like as in many games like from like certain hook points so it's like and that can feel a bit wonky every every 3D platformer from 2000 to 2005 all of them except with robot frog legs yeah that so it's got that going for it and so, you know, swinging around on that can feel a bit wonky at sometimes but the running's good and they've got sections specifically set up for letting you do a run fast, and those are like really memorable sections. Like there's a bit on a sort of electrified rail that's really good, and you run over water at one point, and that's friggin' awesome. I've got to get uh, I've got to get the obligatory mention in. At least it can't be as wonky as Skyward Sword. Is that gonna is that gonna be another recurring thing? I can't. I, I, I have to, to commiserate about Skyward Sword. At least. Skyward Sword every other episode. I was considering actually replaying the game, because as much as I will probably want to kill myself more. Yeah, I mean that's the I've... tragic thing about it. There's just there's something to it that makes you want to like it, but I just couldn't get past. Yeah. Literally everything else. <laughs> Uh, so is that everything you wanted to say about the frog jump? Yeah, man, that's, robot that's pretty much guy. everything I want to say about Valley. There's Good some game. Trees in it. Uh, not an especially long game, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, yeah, it, it's just a laugh to run very fast and bring a deer back to life sometimes. I was thinking. About and there's it. adorable little ghost things, and they're adorable, which is always a plus. Okay. I've- so yeah, go out and buy that if that sounds good. I've just noticed that George has dropped out the call. Oh fuck. Is this something we can remedy? Uh uh sent a message. Georg The beeping again. Uh, uh, flying apparently. List- listeners, I have a skull that beeps. <laughs> 
and um, and I just heard it going again. And I'm very concerned because skulls shouldn't beep. At the very least, not like that. I don't know. Do we want to uh, stop recording? Are we just good now and see what's going on and then come back? Let's try and let's try and find out what's going on and come back and oh, second moth. Don't kill it, please. I make no promises. You're listening to Podhaven. We're back. Yeah, we're back. It it resolved itself. Alright, we I'll think yeah. neighbor Reenies. I thought you said your neighbour needed some knees for a second. No. It took me a while yeah, to Yeah, I, I thought that. I thought you said your neighbour needed something as well. How do we both hear that? Oh, because it's it's what was actually said. Elodie. For sure, yeah. This idea that it wasn't is an elaborate cover-up enacted mm-hmm. by George to throw us off the scent mm-hmm. so that we don't the, get to the truth. It's the commies. Which is that George's neighbour needed some knees. It's <laughs> the commies hiding the knees from us. For communism. I want to talk about a video game. Mm-hmm. Shocking. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, last time I talked about... Um, a indie game that became a not indie game. This time I want to talk about a game that was not an indie game but became one. Uh, I want to recommend How did that um, happen? Black Mesa, the indie remake of the first Half-Life game. Oh. Which is very good in its own right, the first Half-Life game was, but Black Mesa manages to capture everything that was great about the first Half-Life and makes it playable now, and it looks very, very pretty, and it has an absolutely wonderful soundtrack. And it was so good that Valve actually let them sell the game for cash money on Steam. Hmm. Which is always awesome to see. Yeah, like, good on Valve for that, because you wouldn't expect that. Because originally it was just going to be a uh, free mod. Because, well, I mean, um, most companies would have immediately shut it down the minute it started gaining popularity. Yeah, but... Half uh... Pokemon Uranium. <laughs> but yeah, the, it's just... um, I, It's not fully out yet. It's been an early access for a long while, just because cause they're a small indie team. And it takes mm. them a very long time to get stuff done. Mm. Like it was, f- I think, like five years it took them to bring out the first half. And uh, s- they, since they brought it out on early access, they've been getting through it quicker because they have much more budget. Mm. But uh, the Zen levels, the um, the alien stuff, is what they're working on at the moment, and it looks like it's going to be very good. This is good. And right. I recommend that people support it because. It was originally just going to be something that they spent a lot of time, money, and effort on for absolutely no recompense. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I'm very glad that Valve actually let them sell it because it's very good. Yeah. Well, I suppose Valve kind of acknowledged that they weren't really making any more money <laughs> off of it. Yeah. At the end of the day, they they acknowledge that they stood to lose nothing, which, to their credit, is more than a lot of companies would do still. Yeah, and to be honest, since they're actually selling it on Steam, they are making money off it, so... That's true. I mean, I can see how they're gaining, but a lot of companies would still have just not done it on principle. Yeah. Mm, some weird... It, principle. Uh... I'm just gonna, I'll just repeat the word you used. <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly, it's almost identical to the original Half-Life. They have tightened up a few sections, like mm. the maps aren't identical, just because some of the uh, stuff in the original Half-Life was kind of labyrinthine and absolutely a slog to get through, so they sort of frustratingly sort of complicated. Yeah. Yeah, so they've sort of uh, trimmed some of that. Um, well, that's a good attitude to take. I, I feel like if you can improve something, do it. Yeah, they've um, they've also uh, the last time I played it was in a build where they hadn't um, added some of the more recent updates because they've um, 
added a load of extra set pieces and stuff to a few of the levels and okay. re-added some reworked versions of some of the cut bits. Uh, so it, I'll, I'll be interested to see how those are, but I'm just kind of waiting to replay the whole thing when the last few levels come out. Yeah, that, that's that's my recommendation cool. for this week. Lovely times. Uh, so shall we tell people where to find us? I guess it's time to close out the show. Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell, uh, it's been it's been an interesting one. Uh, yeah. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, who usually goes first? Well, maybe we should just do it in the same order we introduce ourselves. All right. I think that's what we've always inadvertently done anyway. Yeah, then go on. What? No, you introduce yourself first. Oh no, I go last on this. Is what we've always done. That's not what we... Okay. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter at Jam Tyrant, because after all, I do rule over all the preserves with an iron fist. Uh, YouTube, The Abominable Showman. Something's gonna come out eventually, I'm sure. And also, I obviously write for Indie Haven. Allegedly. Something's... Oh, it's been a time and a half getting this thing together, I'll tell you, but it's still it's still gonna be good. It's gonna be amazing. It's wonderful. It's gonna be huge. Mexico's gonna pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Top uh... notch satire. <laughs> George, um... tell them about your communist... It's communes. Mm -hmm. I tried to say communism and it came out as communes. Yeah, sounds delicious. Mmm, tasty. George. Go ahead. Okay. Um, oh, thank God you're still there. J A F F A M E I S T E R spells Jaffermeister. And you can use that to find my website, jaffermeister.com. You can use that to find my Twitter, at Jaffermeister. You can use that to find my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Jaffermeister. Um, I, uh, I'm also um, editor-in-chief of Indie Haven, in case you didn't know. Um, and you can also find my freelance work on Waypoint. Got a couple bits up there at the moment. You should go check them out. It's quite cool. And if you can also use Jaffermeister to find my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jaffermeister, where... I'm going to be pinning up some fancy new video content soon. Nice. All yeah. right. Um. Yeah. Uh. You can also find me on the internet. Please, please find me. Please do. Um. I'm lost. Uh. You can find me on Twitter at Kemi Words C H E M Y Words. Um. And you can also find me on Patreon dot com slash kemi words um i wrote the theme song which you can find at chemicalwordsmith.bandcamp.com um and i should have some new stuff on youtube soon just search for lod cunningham on youtube and you can watch my gungan stuff and i am also the Podcast editor at Indie Haven, so this is the thing that we do. Yay. Uh, yeah. Except I actually so... edit this one. Well yeah, but just, I'm just the... this one. You're like the you're like the podcast super editor. So what was this will be the, the second one you edited and this I will edited be the second two, one. so yeah. we're currently tied for edits. Yeah. Uh, do you want do you want to do you want to round us out with a bit of advice, Josh? I can round you out with a bit of advice if you want, because we all know I'm full of great ideas, such as Clown City. So naturally, after hearing that gem of an of a notion, you'll want to hear more of my thoughts, and I've got a thought for you to bear in mind as you leave this, hurriedly screaming, clutching at your ears. Right. Now, phantoms. Okay. Think about it. Are you thinking about it, Elodie? Yeah, I'm thinking about think it. Think about What's the it. advice. 
not that much. Okay. Jesus Christ, you fucking animal. Right, think about it. Like, in a measured okay. amount. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, don't you feel a little bit better about yourself? Because Josh Rivers from the Indie Haven podcast told you to think about a phantom a bit. Is it a phantom of a nan? Is it Danny Phantom? Is it Danny Phantom that he's a nan now? The pair of you make me fucking sick. Bye, everyone! Alright, see Bye, ya. everyone! Thanks for listening to Podhaven. <laughs> I have got maybe three months left in me at this rate.